camper with a bloody nose One with smelly armpits and no clean clothes And grab your Nalgene water and your Bible quotes And listen to one time summer camp And welcome everybody to this one time at summer camp I am going to be your host this week um, My name is Aaron I've got my two lovely, lovely dear friends with me jeff and john uh, in that order because that's apparently our birth order because <clears throat> john's not the middle child if you don't get the uh, reference you should be in our patreon what? anyways um guys i i would like to get to know you better um so really? I, I still started yeah yeah still <laughs> um but i'm realizing <laughs> i'm just gonna be really honest here uh we have gone through quite a bit of get to know you questions that i have used up my bank of what i used traditionally and even in like the weird ones that like i don't want to ask a kid that because i'm afraid of the answer and so i've started started googling things and they started getting very real get to know you questions not like you know if you were a serial what would you be these are like actual get to know you questions which is not really if you were what i was looking for but we're gonna try it so today's get to know you question is what is your biggest irrational fear not irrational fear. Like, if you had been attacked by dinosaurs, it would make sense that you'd be scared of dinosaurs. What is your biggest irrational fear? Uh, and I'll go ahead and start to give you guys time to think. Okay, cool. <laughs> my name is my, na- <laughs> my name is uh, Aaron Colwick. I am the former program director of uh, Briarwood down here in Texas and Camp Stoney up there in the Santa Fe Mountains of New Mexico. And... Uh, my easiest answer, uh, that, and I'll give that one as one of them, is um, the water. <laughs> My big, I have a very irrational fear of like the ocean and like lake water. Like water I can't see through, especially. I don't know where it comes from. I've never had like a harrowing experience from that. But like, uh, like if a fish touches me while like I'm at the lake or something, you're going to see what you think is the second coming of Christ because I will start running on water to get back to land as quick as I can. I can't stand it. It terrifies me. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know where it started. When I was a kid, I loved sharks. Now they freak me out, like a lot. I don't know why. Hmm. It's weird. I also, I like, still to this day, I'm not like a huge fan of like pitch black dark. If it's like really dark somewhere, my imagination will run away with it. Oh, I love you're, dark. You, you're the one that like slept in my pitch black dark basement, and you loved it. Yeah, I had to definitely put in like headphones. <laughs> So that I couldn't hear anything. And if you don't, if you recall, John scared the ever living bejesus out of me the following morning. That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> like, I was like, ah, this in, in that split second in my mind, I was like, hmm, this is how I go. It was like in Jeff's in, basement. It was like ten in the morning. <laughs> it looked like it was dead. I, I refused. I was like, I refused to believe that it was during a solar eclipse. <laughs> like, it was horrible. Um, I slept great because there was no like light to penetrate my eyelids. What did I do? Did I? Oh, I don't even remember, dude. It's such a flash of like fear and oh, no. Like, I, I don't remember know. thinking like, "Oh, I'm gonna scare him. I have to be so quiet." And then I kept being <laughs> nope. a little bit louder, and I was like, "Hold on, <laughs> he cannot hear me." <laughs> had That's my, great. I had my AirPods in. I think I touched you. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think I like walked up and scared you or something. I don't, I don't know, man. It was so good. It was one of my like, top ten. 
And then I tried to scare John by hiding in his closet. It totally didn't work. I'd never got my retribution. Are you surprised? I've had so many things in my closet. But anyway. Um, <laughs> irrational fears, huh? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like spiders are my irrational fear. Like, I shouldn't be as scared of them as I am. Yeah, especially working at camp. Yeah. And I don't know. They're terrifying. And I know because I build it up. I just, I sit there and I think on it and I think on it and I think on it. I'm like, these things are quiet. I'm never going to hear them coming. They can hide in the crevices of my blanket. They can hide in my pillow. They can hide underneath the seat of my toilet and come out and grab me. That's not real. Well, it is real. But it's like, how many times does that happen a day that a spider's going to hide under your toilet seat and bite you in the ass? That sentence really never needed to come to my attention because now I think that. Right, but it's irrational because how many times has it happened <laughs> up until now? How Twice many for me. Times but... <laughs> has someone gotten bit by a spider in the toilet? I feel like it That's usually it. happens in like out, <laughs> and it's like brown. <laughs> Like when the they first... bite on the ass, your ass is literally going to dissolve off. Hold on. The first, link, the first link that popped up on my Google search was Spider Bites Australian Man on Penis again. <laughs> and he just stopped hanging out with spiders. And that's literally like the first three links. He's Australia. called The Unluckiest Man in Australia. Oh my gosh. Women bur- a woman was bitten by a false widow spider hiding under a toilet seat. A false, a false widow? widow? What's a false widow? These are all in the UK and Australia, though, so nothing in the Americas. So they're not real, is what you're telling me? Yeah, they're, that's fake. Fake? Anyways, John, you never introduced yourself. Yeah, who are I'm you? John. I'm John. I am the program director at... Green Lake Lutheran Ministries. Where's that? Short to say dangerous. It's in Minnesota. It's freaking cold here. That's weird. Uh, it's weird to hear someone not say the former. Right. Right. Still takes a little good news too. <laughs> right. No, I'm loving it. My first day was Monday. Can you believe that? Hey, congrats. Yeah, I've had you're a still, job for a week. And you're still employed. And I and I took a day off sick already. I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you that story later. But that's great. I love that. Four days in. Right. Cool. All right, Jeff. Yeah, I'm Jeff. I'm the former program director of Lutherdale Sugar Creek in Wisconsin. Um, I. I think. So I would say my actual irrational fear is heights. But just because oh, like I work, I've worked a lot at heights. Like I've done roofing before. I've like installed solar on top of roofs. I've worked on high ropes courses and like been up at heights. So I've had a lot of experience up at heights, but I still am terrified of it in some so ways. Interesting. Are you scared of heights or are you scared of falling? I think that's the same thing, right? No. Like I don't I don't think people are actually afraid of the 
concept of just being there. I think they're afraid of the ramifications of what could happen as a result of being up there. I Look think for it me, it's more heights than falling. What? God, you're making an idiot out of me. It wasn't hard. I think. But like when I did the ropes course at Lutherdale, my favorite thing was to rappel down the wall when I was done. And like, I love that. I would just fly down the wall. It was, it was a blast. So hmm. I wasn't scared then. I, for me, it's always, it's like a control thing. If I feel like I'm in control and I have like my hands on it and my fate is like my own, that I'm not as scared. Mm. But if I have to like trust someone else or not be able to like hold on to something, then I get scared. So it's very strange. I shouldn't be afraid, but mm. I am. Yeah, I've never been afraid of heights like ever in my life. So I guess the concept of it is uh, alien to me. Like, I'm not really sure what that's like. Anyways, thank you guys. That's yeah. uh, some good psychological thinking there. I, I definitely know you better now. Um, I oh, promise thanks, not to use this information against you. I mean, I don't, um, I don't care. John does. John! What? Do you have some sort of mid-segment for us that we haven't discussed yet? Such as a what are the odds or a camp hack or a quiz or some other form of activity? Quiz. <laughs> quiz, like, yeah, I've got a 10-question pop quiz for you right now. Oh, sweet. Isn't that what I did? Yeah, I was like, what did you do last night? It was something like that. I can't remember. I did that. It was about beer. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. right. You can tell we don't record every week right now, guys. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah, we need to work on that, but we've got lives. I started a new job this week. Um, Yeah, would you rather? Wait, wrong thing. (laughs) Sure, you can do that. You can do that, whatever. (laughs) Do whatever you want to do. Would you rather? What are the odds, or no? Uh, what are the odds <laughs> that you still have your Christmas tree up? Wait, what's the ramifications yeah, for I'm, this? I'm <laughs> I don't get this. No, I'm just I think John forgot uh, how to play. What are the odds? No, I'm just kidding. He's looking around the room to see what's around him for ideas. When I, when he I... literally just saw a Christmas tree and was like, "I know what I'll do." <laughs> That's not it at all. Um, when I flew in on Saturday, I stayed the night in Minneapolis um, and then came over on Sunday. But they had Winterfest here in Spicer, Ooh. Minnesota. And what's that? They did a polar plunge. <gasps> they cut a giant freaking hole in the ice and I mean you jump in and you go up to what your belly button yeah your belly it's not a super deep lake but it's cold because it's frozen shut oh my god Um, what are the odds what are the odds you polar plunge into a frozen over lake Higher the number, less likely, right? Yeah. Well, he has to try to match. With How long things. do you have to be in there? Do you have to like hang out in there? Like no, like you a like Russian, or you, you just, jump, like, jump in and, and then out? you walk out the other end. Yeah, you you jump. You just in go and straight then out, basically. Oh, like yeah. you swim across. Yeah, it's not really swim though. You just kind of run out of the water. Wait, what? No, it's this not one deep. they literally like. I, I am very I, the, the southern in me is very confused. <laughs> 
Is there, what do you mean? Well, what do you do when you go to the pool and you don't actually want to get in, but like you jump in and you're like, okay, I went to the pool today and you climb out and just sit on oh, the chair. Oh, I understand. Okay. I yeah, got you. Like okay. that's a polar okay. plunge, but you jump in and you're like, no, this is too damn cold. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeff, you go first. 20 is our max, right? 20. I thought 12 was our max. No, it's 20. Because it ends up being 1 in 10 if, or no. Yeah, I thought 20. it was 12. It's 20. It's 20. It's 20. 20 is the max. What are you smoking? Try to. This would take if we... Know my... So, yeah. All right, 1 in 20. Uh, I would say, like, 16. Ooh. 1 in 16. What? Are you serious? You're the northerner. But it... That's cold, I like bud. I like being warm. Is that a problem? I was gonna say like five. He's got a sweatshirt in his basement. He's cold. <laughs> Dude, my basement is so cold. I I would I was gonna say five. Right, five so, or five and sixteen. Okay. So say one in eleven. That's one in eight, right? No. Five, sixteen, five and sixteen is twenty one. Oh, yeah, so it's ten or yeah, eleven. Yeah. One in ten. Ten. Just... <clears throat> So one in ten. If John matches with one of us, we have to do it. If we okay. say the same thing, John has to do it. Okay. Ooh. Just refreshing us on the on the rules here. One in ten. Since since it's been a while. Okay. I think every I think to keep it fair, everyone types their number into the chat and then hits enter at the same time. It keeps it nice and I was just about to say that. I already typed my number in. Okay. Between one and ten. Okay. Jeff, right. type your number now. Okay. I don't, I don't trust either of you. <laughs> we have to hit enter. No. Who would who would cheat at this, John? Who would do that? Oh, yeah. I would. That's why I don't trust you. Hang on. <laughs> one, two, three. No. Oh, I... Mine was one. <laughs> oh, man. We're no, we're None of us matched. Three, really seven, and one. I was actually really I, hoping we'd get Aaron and he would have to jump in the gulf like right now. The gulf? Where do you think I am? Like <laughs> Dallas, drive. right? Drive. <laughs> drive seven hours to the gulf. That's not that far. Worth it. You can I fly. mean it I mean it's it's twenty one degrees outside right now. I would I could drive to my in laws pool and jump in that and it would be pretty awful. That's a little bit different. It's yeah, the best you're gonna lake. get, dude. You can't. But the a there are no such things as frozen lakes here, and b you're not even allowed to go there right now because Texans would die. Like the ocean's at least chilly a little bit. Okay, first of all, the Gulf is not the ocean; it's the Gulf. It's gross. Well, it's like connected. You're a Gulf nerd. That's um, rude. All right. Well, thanks for playing. <laughs> thanks, John. <laughs> All right, Jeff, why don't you lead us in today's uh, topic? Yeah, what is today's Yes, what is today's topic? So uh, at the time of recording this, we're a few days after uh, word went out that the National Youth Gathering was canceled. Uh, which is... <gasps> what? <sighs> yep. Can you explain what that is for those that aren't involved with the Yes, so the ELCA? National Youth Gathering, uh, it's every three years. It's a high school event that's done... Around the U.S., um, it was supposed to be in Minnesota this coming summer in July. Um, basically, just, just churches from all over. They bring their kids 
to this event. It's a big event for four or five days. Um, great way to connect, worship together, do a lot of service projects, get involved in the community, things like that. Um, I I was actually supposed to work at the event this year, so uh, I am not doing that anymore. Um, <laughs> My favorite fun fact was I texted the guy saying, I don't know if you heard, but National Youth Gathering is canceled. And John's like, yeah, I heard yesterday. And Jeff, the one working the event, goes, wait, what? <laughs> to be fair, it was posted in our Facebook group. I just didn't read it because there were two things posted at the same time, and I read the new one, not the old one, and so, I missed it. Um, it's hilarious. What does the new thing say? Like, was that more important? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was just a meme that someone it wasn't, posted. It was not important. That's why I was like, oh, that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so it was canceled, which is very unfortunate. I know a lot of kids were looking forward to it. Um, it was supposed to be in... When was it originally July. supposed to be? No, it wasn't like... Oh, it was supposed to be in... No, it was in June last year. Yeah. Um, And then it got moved to this year Um, and then got moved to July. I mean, honestly, they're just going to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that that got delayed. Um, I know a lot of kids were... Um, they were looking forward to it. It's a great event. It's a great time to connect. Um, so that sucks that it had to get pushed off. Um, mm-hmm. so we want to kind of talk about, um, like adjusting on the fly and last minute changes and things like that, because, uh, this type of stuff happens at camp all the time where you're planning weeks for one thing. And then all of a sudden you have to change it last minute. Um, and just kind of thinking on your feet at camp and some stories of that. So, um, we're going to kind of just discuss this. Um, I have a very brief story that kind of relates to this. Um, it's actually when I wasn't working at camp. Um, is my one year off uh, from being a summer staffer. And then before I was program director, I mm-hmm. went to camp to visit. Um, and <laughs> John is very distracting. It's fine. Um I went to visit and it was like a Tuesday night or something. And one of the villages, they were supposed to cook out their meal and like they could just not get a fire um, going. Like there was no way to get a fire. Um, they were mm-hmm. an hour late for dinner and they were like pushing the whole night back. And it was a group of younger staff that were all pretty new and they were like freaking out. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? Like, we got to get this meal cooked. We can't get a fire. We can't cook food. We're going to ruin the whole night. And so I, I just went up to them. I was oh. like, Hey, I was like, get all the food you can bring it up to the kitchen, go cook it. What if, what if we eat nothing but French toast? <laughs> yeah. Right. All French toast. <laughs> it happened to be at the same village location. Like the, the different really? villages. That's awesome. That's um, a cursed location. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I told the staff, I was like, take the food up to the kitchen, cook it you two stay with me we'll distract the kids and we just played games for like an hour and a half just kept them running kept them busy distracted all of that while the rest of them they were in the kitchen and they just cooked up the food and like the kids had a fun time i don't they obviously knew something was wrong and they didn't get their dinner but huh. it was the kind of thing where the, the staff were just they were so unsure of what do we do we need to like stick to the plan we have to cook the food over the fire before we go to our next mm-hmm. activity I'm like, no, forget the fire. Just go go make it in the kitchen on the stove where you can actually make a fire. 
and then we'll just play some games and be fine. So, I mean, it was, yeah, like I said, it's nothing too crazy, but just the, they were so set and like, we have to do it by the book and what the schedule says. It's like, forget the schedule, just get the food cooked. We'll play some games. We're fine. You know, I think that's one of the things that a, um, you know, all of us as program directors and anyone who's ever worked at a camp can attest to this. But one thing we tell people when they're applying or we tell parents for people who are applying, like their kids are applying, we say like, hey, the tools and skills that they will learn here on the job will play into pretty much any job field you can think of, right? And I feel like this is one of the biggest ones I always would tell churches when we were doing like recruiting and stuff, um, when I was talking to youth uh, leaders and things like that, was that the ability to adapt and, um, you know, to, to be able to take a step back, survey the scene, and then make a plan is a skill that you need. And I, I, I'm really struggling to try to think of a job where you wouldn't need that skill. And I, I, I'm really struggling. I can't think of one, but it you use it in everything. And cert, certainly there are jobs that use it more than others, but that's something you literally have to do every week at camp, if not every day. Something is always not going to go according to plan. And the further up you go into the leadership chain, the more scenarios come up that you have to like fix and figure out what you're going to do. And so I think it's just an amazing teaching tool for people who can be in that camp setting and to give that impression to the campers of kind of that duck on water thing, you know, like everything's fine. We're gliding peacefully and everything's going smooth, but under the water, like everyone's scrambling to make sure that these campers have the best experience that they can have. Right. Yeah. I feel like I have so many times where I just had to change what was going on. Right. Because, and I don't think this is a great quality of myself, but like I'm so adaptable that like sometimes I don't know if I plan Mm. to like, like this has to go this way. This has to go this way to the point where I, I, I'm almost certain it, it hurts some staff, not hurt, but like, really threw them for a yeah. loop where I was like, oh, we'll just adapt as we go. I'll plan this, but we'll kind figure of. it out. And, you know, that's for sure on me. But, you know, we actually, we actually have talked about that of, uh, uh, I say we, like something I have learned about myself through many jobs going is that that's my style. I, I do well flying by the seat of my pants and I can even right. flourish in those settings, but I can't, continue to plan to be in those settings yeah. well as it, a default yeah it's it's <clears throat> and it it i mean stuff that i get to plan out for months at a time like it's fine that's not gonna happen but like if it's in a couple weeks and something gets thrown on me i'll be like okay here's kind of a plan we'll adapt mm. and then obviously it's not gonna go that way you know yeah so, and that's something I recognize I've got to work on myself, but at the same time, like, Kyle, I don't know. That, I'd probably um, say that going into 
a summer for the first time at a new camp. I'm always prepared and planned to the T. <laughs> that makes me think of, um, I know one area I got really comfortable in was like worship planning for retreats. Um, I got to a place where I was so comfortable that like I wouldn't plan them ahead of time. I would just, I knew what my theme was going to be and then I would just go into it and lead it and do it. And it almost like, it was a place where I just, I didn't feel like I was giving 100% anymore to the groups that we're in because I was doing the same stuff over and over again. But I was doing what I knew it was comfortable and I was just winging it and like I was just making it up yeah. on the fly, basically. So I had to, I had to personally like stop and step back and be like, I'm not really giving them the best that we could do. So then I had to change how I was doing it and actually like make sure we were planning worships ahead of time. But that was one area specifically where I felt very comfortable and I felt, I felt comfortable in the like stress of the situation and having to make it up as we were going like that, that was a, a good place for me, but then it wasn't a good end result. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> well, this episode is turning out way different than I anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's something the three of us have learned through experience, though, to, to grow from and to, in our other career opportunities and even things like your home life and stuff, like you learn that about yourself as you get older. So I guess the advice for anybody who's listening that isn't like... That, that isn't in that stage you're like and you're still kind of feel like you're learning things and things like that it's okay to feel that way and to figure out who you are in your job and it's okay to change it's okay to like be that different person than you were four years ago at the same job that kind of thing do you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> um so yeah i think that's pretty good that's a good way to think about it i like that yeah i mean part of it comes with like being in the job for seven years as a program director like you i worked at two different camps there was some variety there but even so like you do the same thing over and over again and there can be a repetitive repetitiveness to the job that it's um, a stupid word yeah i know that you do just become <laughs> so comfortable and so even like summer camp like running a summer camp program there's so many areas where we just you see the near summer staff they wing it and they just like try and make yeah. it up and I love the phrase, the more you wing it, the higher you fly. Like, I love being able to just, like, make it up <laughs> as you're going. Like, it, like you said, that's a strength that you need to have. You have to be able to think on your feet and react. But that can't be your yeah. default to always yeah, I, just that, it's a really that's a That's a really fine line, right? Yeah. To, to be able to have the tool to use it when you need to, but to not always use that tool because yeah. otherwise because because then you're not utilizing the other parts of the job that need to be done yeah. right there is like the whole school thing of like there's you know type a people and type b right mm -hmm. and which type are you and like there are right. strengths for both personality types and you need both i think in certain scenarios to succeed in things um i don't know yeah well i feel like I'm talking in a circle. I, i'd love to hire like assistant program directors who don't think mm. like me. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's so important to know, like, <sighs> that there's somebody there who can be like, hey, mm -hmm. what? 
when when I bring something up because I'm somebody I can come up with a thousand ideas at one point mm-hmm. and like move forward right now, with one do of it. Them. Prove it. All right. Well, right now <clears throat> I'm gonna run. Over, we're gonna have a pillow fight. Let's go. No, actually, we're gonna go have some hot chocolate. I'm looking around. I see hot chocolate over there. He also saw pillows. And I saw. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just. Um, I, I think we're all getting the same point, right? Like it. To the credit of everyone who is trying to map out what you're doing this summer, if you're in that boat, uh, because you were planning a national gathering, and not only are you trying to plan things now, on maybe a short shorter time frame than you're used to but you've also got the kids that for some of them this was literally a once in a lifetime opportunity that they will not be able to experience as a participant there's volunteered opportunities there's um chaperones or things like that but it, it will not be the same um right and so having to navigate that we're we empathize with you and we mm-hmm. we get it um and we we know that you're going to be able to pull it off because of the whole conversations we've been having here about well, thinking on the fly and being yeah. able to come up with a, at the end of the day might be even be like a better scenario at, at the end of the day for what could be for your group. You know, you never know. That's a God thing. Yeah. We've, we've already been in conversation with folks about like what to do now. Mm-hmm. And like youth directors are bummed, obviously like, they put a, a ton of work up till now. Yeah. Yes, it's been canceled yeah. for a reason, but they're like, "Ah, oh, shoot, what do we do?" And so we're adapting, and we're mm-hmm. we're saying, "Okay, what can we do now? Mm-hmm. What will mm-hmm. we do?" Because we still want them to have an experience um, that is impactful. Yeah. That we're saying, "Okay, well, what can we do to support you?" Right. That. That's one of the things I'm honestly most excited for is that while it sucks that this has been canceled, camps are the one situation that's the most equipped to handle this change and to be able to provide something new. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm excited to see what camps come up with. Like, more than just, hey, come to camp. We have a program that week. Like, it's just a space filler. Like, there are camps. (laughs) I've seen some talking about, like, hey, our churches, they're already coming to us this summer. They, the excitement was coming out of state. Like, can we partner up with another camp and send our kids to your state? It's yeah. like, they're yeah. thinking outside the box of like, how can we make this special? I saw some talking about like doing a virtual gathering with other camps where like you would get online together and still like worship with these kids from other areas. Like, right. That's what I want to see is like the that's dope. let's get creative. Let's not just say, hey, come to camp. We want your money. Like, no, let's let's make this impactful, make it about as much as we can, as close as we can to the gathering and what that stands for. (laughs) But camp can do that. So I'm excited to see what comes of it. And I any camp directors listening, like I challenge you to really like think outside the box, come up with something cool to make it impactful for these kids because they are losing a really big experience and while camp is great it's not the same i think that's a great point and i i think everyone feels that uh coming as a you know a, a youth minister at a church and 
we were pretty we had actually already made the decision to not go uh just because a lot of my kids' parents weren't uh comfortable sending it out to um to, to a big gathering like that but i mean it's it's hard to kind of tell your kids hey don't worry it's going to be okay if they've got that like it's an emotional thing not a logical thing and so we right. just just take that journey with them and see what's what's going to happen yeah there's uh I'm, there's so many ways we could go with this but honestly back to it like adaptability mm-hmm. is a part of life and it's even more so like at camp because things can change on a fly and to be a good director to be a good program director you gotta plan your heart out and then know that things are gonna change and that's it cool guys well thank you all very much um i would love to hear in the comments some of the if y'all are listening some of the ideas that you guys are having about what your um if you're a part of a camp community what your camp's doing to kind of help be a resource for people if you are a youth leader at a church where what you're thinking of right now how your kids are handling it um, i'd love to start that discussion in our comments so go ahead and drop something in on the facebook link um if you're listening on some other platform, like uh, on Apple Podcast or mm. you know anywhere else like that, then yeah. or Spotify, get, you can find us on Facebook. If you didn't know, uh, you can what? find us with the, the yeah, I know, right? You go to this one time at summer camp, you can find us there. If you would like to tell us your idea, like you're more of a uh, talker than a typer, um, we got a phone number. It's two six two eight eight five fifteen fifty one, and you can get us there. And if you really want to hear some pretty cool gossip and some interesting some little goss. tidbits you could uh you want to hear us spill that tea you can find us oh, on yeah. patreon for minimal fees that help us keep this podcast up and running um just because it does cost money to do what we do and um yeah that's about it y'all i'm pretty ex- uh, i'm pretty happy to be here with you guys talking about stuff john it's great to see you in a camp setting again i yeah. love that it's super I cool i'm stoked yeah, I'm pretty I, excited. And I'm really excited, too, because then you're going to have more camp stories because we've definitely yeah. run out on our end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And they're going to be fresh. I'll be like, guys, last night. <laughs> no, like <laughs> This I, one time. You, you want to talk about needing to adapt? Yesterday, we were going to drive three and a half hours to go recruiting at a camp. I was going to drive. I woke up that morning, got in the car, got so sick. I had to turn around. Oh, no. no. And that's awful. I stayed in bed all day, woke up fine today. Um, and our executive director, Travis, went and did just fine, obviously. Dude, good on you, Travis. Way to go. Yeah, right? Travis, what a good team to be a guest on here. Wait, ready for another, uh, you know, another staff member to come and be a part of this shindig. It's been a long time since we had a guest. We need to get on that. So. Anyways, uh, I'm Aaron. That was Jeff. That was John. Uh, See you on the Patreon. Bye. If you've got one camper with a bloody nose, one with smelly armpits and no clean clothes, then grab your Nalgene water and your Bible quotes and listen to one.
time summer camp Ha 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 ha!